0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Hello and welcome to Gambling with Gold powered by Champions Round. This is episode six of Gambling with Gold previewing the NFC North. Enjoy. Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. I'm your host Jason Gold and once again I am joined by the Action Network's Dan Titus. Dan how are you doing today? I'm doing great
1: man. As you can see rocking the Eagles hat so I'm ready to get into some NFC talk man and congratulations on everything going on in the Champions Round. A lot of success there. Check out the app. It's awesome. Just released a new some new products so really excited what you guys have, and have in store for this season
0: appreciate that yeah we have some really cool products we have uh three new ones that you can play for cash right now one of them is called cap 10 one of them is called boost ball which you play you pick one player every week to boost their score two times that one's actually a lot of fun you get 350 dollars to build your roster with the last one we have seven stakes which is our little gambling game that one's going to be for cash we'll be doing some cool brand partnerships along the way so stay tuned download the app if you haven't uh and thanks for mentioning that dan This week, we got all sorts of NFC bets. Now, you guys know how we felt about the AFC. Go back and listen to those four pods on Spotify. Uh, But the NFC is real interesting, real juicy. I feel feel like we uh, can make some money here. Now, let's move over to the NFC North. All right, division odds for the NFC North. Green Bay, minus 180. Minnesota, plus 180. Chicago, 525. Detroit, not even worth mentioning, 1750. Uh, if you place that, you should be banned from gambling forever. The, o- <laughs> the over-under on all of these teams, Green Bay is 10, Minnesota 9, Chicago 7.5, Detroit 4.5. Super Bowl odds, Green Bay 900, Minnesota 3,000, Chicago 5,500, and Detroit 13,000, the second worst odds in the NFL. Who stands out here? Uh, maybe trying to fade the Packers, or are we buying the Packers hype once again now that Aaron Rodgers is back in the building?
1: See, I want to buy the hype of the Packers, like I believe it, but at -180, it's a little bit too rich for me in terms of like the drama that's really going on in the Packers organization. I do feel like they're going to win the they're going to win the division, um, but just playing that at that number, not really feeling it. However, there is a better number that I think that could still get you to if you think that the Packers are going to have success this season and be the best in that division. I like the Packers win band from 9 to 11 at +130. I think that that's really good value because you're kind of hedging well sure, they could be a 10-win team, but they also could falter and perhaps be, you know, a 9-8 and team. So um, I think that there's definitely some opportunity there where they could potentially still be the division winner and still not only exceed, you know, a double-digit season. So you you got Aaron Rodgers coming back, Devontae Adams. We did hear that uh, David Bacchiari is going to be out for the beginning of the season, which is definitely a blow for their offensive line and Aaron Jones. And if you're playing fantasy, you know, obviously that's going to put some risk and doubt into the – the Aaron Rodgers situation, but I still think overall this team is good enough to to win outright within this division. So I just want
0: everybody that's listening to explain exactly what the win – so you got to hit nine wins, tens, 10 wins, or 11 wins. Exactly. One of those three options. And plus 130, right.
1: you said? Plus 130, yeah. Okay.
0: I kind of like that. Uh, I actually – I like the over on Green Bay of 10. I think that a push is probably – within the realm of possibility. I don't think that nine and eight is going to happen if Rodgers plays all 17 games, but if you're betting on green Bay, you're obviously betting on Rodgers to be available for all 17 games. Right. Uh, I, I think the 10 and seven is probably the worst that they do in that situation. And I think that the, the range of 11, 12 wins is probably also likely 13 might be a stretch. Um, so i like the over on green Bay a little bit. I probably won't play their super bowl odds at this point. I wish I would have done it before Rodgers came back because I I think everybody kind of knew that he was going to end up back in Green Bay. Uh, I do like the divisional odds at 180. I just don't see the Vikings, Chicago, obviously not Detroit. I don't see any of them really making a run. And again, if you're betting on Green Bay, you're betting on Rodgers. If he gets hurt, you're screwed anyway. So you might as well just go down with the ship at that point. Uh, My my projections for the entire division, I have Green Bay at 11.37 wins, which is actually the best in the NFC. Minnesota at 8.84, Chicago at 7.95 and Detroit at 5.25. So let's move over to the Vikings here. Uh plus 180 to win the division over under 9. What are your thoughts on the Vikings this season and uh do you think that they're a potential playoff team
1: in 2021? It could be a playoff team, man, but I think that this team comes with a lot of risk and you you can't deny the fact that, you know, the leader of this of this team is pretty vocal about not wanting to get vaccinated. So just looking at the optics of that and what potential risk that brings as, as the season wears on, as you travel, fans are in the building, you know, dinners, all the, all this other, you know, outside influence that could happen. I think it's risk, but I still think it's good enough that the bears aren't in a position that they're going to win. And the Detroit lions, we'll talk about them briefly are just awful. So at that point, you really only have one other team left in the division, and I think that the the Vikings, where I'm betting them, is to finish second in the division at plus one fifty. Think that that's the best value because I don't I don't see them oh I don't see them outseeding the the Packers as the best team in the division. However, they still do have a really good offense. They did lose Irv Smith for an undisclosed amount of time. We'll, we'll see how that kind of shakes out. But you know with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, a really good defense, at Mike Zimmer, and hopefully health. You know, I think that this team's still going to be dangerous and certainly could be make a play for a uh, wild card or potential playoff bid.
0: So they lost Irv Smith, but it looks like they traded for Chris Herndon, the ever elusive tight end breakout star for the Jets who never quite hit.
1: Wow! Does that mean that uh, Yaboa is getting his yes, fantasy my, value right yeah, now? My Let's, boy, go. Let's go, Oh uh, Let's go. Yeah, we talked about him like what two months ago. Now, it, it, it's we funny how about that me, comes out.
0: <laughs> before the NFL draft, that was my first thought too. Yeah. Is that Kenny Yaboa is all of a sudden a <laughs> relevant fantasy piece, and I can't believe that I somehow backed into this. We we made it. We made it. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Sorry. Random aside. Go go back and listen to the pre-draft podcast and listen yeah. to us talk. About Dimitri Felton and Kenny Yaboa for about 35 <laughs> minutes. That's all we talked about. <laughs> Good times. Um, all right. So back to the Vikings. So I think that their offense is going to be solid. Uh, obviously, the Kirk Cousins unvaccinated thing. If he gets it, he misses two games. Like this changes the, the whole outlook of potentially the season at that point. Sure. Um, so that's definitely a concern here, which is probably why I wouldn't play over under nine. I do like the second in division. Uh, odds plus 150 that's a nice little number there i do think there's, there's a chance that they make the playoffs if everybody's healthy decent offensive line dalvin's awesome two great wide receivers maybe a third if we're gonna go deep deep fantasy i've talked about this before but amir smith marset i actually like his like a super breakout third wide receiver guy um so i think the offense will be fine let's see what kirk does he's been a terrible quarterback at like the the what they call the middle eight. So the last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes, of the second half. I right. uh, was reading some sad today that he's like the third worst in the league at that. So somewhere to improve for him. It also may be play calling. We'll see. Uh the defense was atrocious last year, like maybe beyond atrocious. But this is not Mike Zimmer's calling card. Usually he's yeah. a great defensive head coach. Right. They had a lot of they had a lot of injuries, they had a lot of opt-outs. I expect a big bounce back from that side of the ball this season, which potentially is what's going to get them into the playoffs. Last year they were seven and nine. This year, they're expected to go 9-8. and eight. I think that, that that 10 wins is more likely than them winning seven games again, but I probably wouldn't bet either side there. Uh, so, yeah, I think that your bet is probably the best one, second place exactly, plus 150. Uh, let's move over to Chicago real quick, and then we'll touch on Detroit. Chicago's whole season just feels like none of the odds matter. Don't bet on any of it. The, <laughs> the only thing that anyone cares about, when is Justin Fields going to take the field, and how good is he in fantasy? And how quickly is he good? <laughs> I don't know why you would bet that. Do you feel like betting on Andy Dalton and then like praying that the defense is healthy? I don't want to deal with any of that for Chicago.
1: Absolutely not. And that that's a great point because I don't know what to expect out of the, the Chicago Bears when we're just really waiting to see like When is Justin Fields going to actually be the starting quarterback of this franchise? And I don't know that Matt Nagy knows the answer to that yet. Maybe it's week four versus Detroit. I think that that makes a lot of sense. But you don't just trot him out there against the Rams in Week One, or maybe you do. Who knows? But I, it's just there's just too much risk and variability right now for me with that with the most important position on the field in flux. I can't bet on that. Um, But one thing I will bet on though is David Montgomery has an absurdly low uh, rushing total right now at 1,005 yards. So I'm going to hammer that over, man. Um, You know, last season he got 1070. And I think with another game, we've seen that he can be the workhorse back. I'm not worried about Damian Williams. I'm not worried about Tariq Cohen really eating into that workload. I think he's going to be set up for a nice season where he could certainly exceed 1,100, maybe even 1,200 rushing yards if Justin Fields actually gets on the field a little bit earlier because we know those mobile quarterbacks always seem to benefit and, and stretch the field and provide some more opening and running lanes for, for running backs as well. So just keeps the defense a little bit more honest. And let's be honest. Andy Dalton's not doing that, so either way, I feel like David David Montgomery is going to get a, a really nice workload, uh, solid opportunity share of of the carry. So yeah, run that run that up.
0: Yeah, so I think that's a good point for for fantasy players. I know this is a gambling podcast, so we'll talk about fantasy for a second. When you have a mobile quarterback, your running back is going to get more rushing yards, but less goal line touches for touchdowns. So right. it's kind of a it's kind of a bounce. So if you're going to bet this, and you're going to bet that Fields is going to play a lot of the season go take the over rushing yards and maybe take the under on rushing touchdowns. Uh, right. it's a n- nice little nice little way to play that little correlated uh there. Uh let's see for Chicago. I you know, I'm a little worried about Dave Montgomery in terms of the over on rushing yards because their offensive line is so bad and they lost Tevin Jenkins. I just don't do not know at all what to expect there. Uh I'm a little worried about uh I have some injury concerns, not only with Fields and Montgomery, but everybody that's going to play in the backfield. I think there's a reason that Fields isn't playing Week One against the Rams because they know that Andy dalton's just going to get ragdolled all over the place. They, <laughs> they don't want to do that to their. They don't want to do that to the rookie quarterback. <laughs> they don't want Aaron Donald and Justin Fields right you know, fa- face for 60 minutes. That's not a good way to get. I mean, we already saw L. Justin
1: Justin Fields get wrecked in the first preseason game. So yeah, I I, I think that's that's wise.
0: Yeah, okay. So I'm pretty much staying away from all Chicago odds. Uh if Fields plays more than I think he does, maybe midseason, I'd do like a over on Allen Robinson yards at that point. Um, but that's probably it. Detroit, Detroit's an interesting one. I mean, I guess they're they're projected to go four and thirteen. The offense stinks. I I don't really know what to expect from this team. The defense is whatever. Dan Campbell's gonna bite Dan Gamble's gonna bite more kneecaps than that he's going to win games. I I don't really know. I don't really want to bet anything here. My numbers would suggest that the over four and a half might be worth something, but I, I just don't trust anything
1: going on here. Yeah, for me, I, I agree with you. It's, it's really the under four and a half that is the most appealing, but what's more appealing to me is some value in Detroit finishing as the worst team in the NFL. You can get that Ooh. at four to one. And I think it's going to be t- between them and the Houston Texans. And for some reason, I don't know, I just have a bad feeling about what's going on in Detroit. They released Brashad Perryman, leaving Terrell Williams. And uh, I'm on St. Saint- Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown as, as their top receivers. Quintus Cephas, you know what I'm saying? I'm just naming bottom yeah. tier wide receivers right now, right? And then you have a seemingly injured DeAndre Swift with uh, Jamal Williams. I don't know. This, nothing about this team gets me excited, and I feel like there's a there's a really strong case for them to get under four and a half wins, but at only plus 115, pretty short odds there. So I think you can get better value with just betting on them to be the worst team in the NFL at four to one. Um, so that's where I'm taking for that one. I just want to go back to the Bears. If I'm doing if I'm betting the Detroit to be fourth and obviously the Packers to win the division and Vikings to be second. By nature of it, I guess my Chicago bet would be them to finish third, which you can get at plus 135 right now. So that's exactly how I'd bet the division. Packers, Vikings, Chicago, Lions.
0: Is there a way to do an exacta there where we do exactly how everybody's going to finish all four of them in a row? Yeah, let me find that. Because that would make a lot of sense to me. I'll, I'll go to Detroit for a second while you find those odds. There's only one player on the on the Lions worth talking about. His name is TJ Hawkinson, and you should draft him in all NFL – all fans <laughs> drafts, mostly because I've talked about him for the last four months. He's the only player on Detroit that I care about, and everybody else around him is injured or bad. And Jared Goff has to throw the ball to someone. They're going to be down by 30 points in a ton of games. Hawkinson to the goddamn moon. That's all I have to say about the Lions. Whatever props you get on touchdowns or yards or catches or whatever – Take the over.
1: I feel it, man. I, I totally I agree with it, too. I, I Definitely I the way sh- that you have to bet. Yeah. I have tons of shares of, of TJ Hawkinson, so I, I completely agree with you.